Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Hey everybody, it's Monday, October 2nd, 2023. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio. We are in studio. We got specialists. Give yourselves a round of applause. Thank you guys so much for all your help. We appreciate you guys helping us put this show on. And we appreciate all of you out there for watching, listening, however it is that you are engaging with us. The Bills get a big win. How are you feeling this Monday? I, it's impossible for me to feel any better. Like, <laughs> look, yeah, it's a huge win. But to me, the big part is it was Diggs. It was Allen after an offseason of hearing that Diggs doesn't want to be here and that the Bills aren't going to make the playoffs and all that. A month in, they are still the Chiefs' biggest threat in the AFC. All feels right in my world, at least. Not only the biggest threat in the AFC, but the Chiefs, you know, they don't look rock solid through the first four weeks of the season. So who knows? Maybe Patrick Mahomes might actually have to go to Buffalo for once and play a game. Oof. And kudos to your team is the best team in football right now. Uh, the Niners playing really well. They got a big one coming up on Sunday night with the Dallas Cowboys coming to Santa Clara. So looking forward to that one as well. But we'll get to that probably a little bit later on in the week. Today, though, we have our biggest takeaways from week four. We got our top performers, biggest disappointments. And now that we're about a quarter of the way through the season, we're going to start reevaluating some of our preseason priors, the things we thought we knew and how they look after four weeks. But first, 
Let's get started, as we always do, with some fantasy headlines. Uh, Mike Evans, who was off to a great start this season, he ended up leaving Tampa's game against the Saints with a hamstring injury. Uh, no word just yet on how severe it is. The Bucs do have a bye in week five, so they have some time for him to rest up and get healthy. But let's just say this thing extends for whatever reason. After Chris Godwin, are there any Bucks receivers out there that you like? No. Um, <laughs> short answer. It, it would have to be in a deeper league, I would say, because you look at yesterday, Chris Godwin had 11 targets. No one else on the team had more than four. Like Mike Evans yesterday looked like he kind of wanted to get back into the game, was staying on the bike. It, it was a game where the Bucks had a pretty sizable lead. I'm hopeful that Mike Evans could return in two weeks. But right now, this week, going into week five, there's no Bucks receiver I would be spending far off the waiver wire. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure that I'm reaching on the waiver wire to grab anybody. I mean, I'm, I'm scrolling through like Trey Palmer, Devin Tompkins. He had a nice touchdown. Yesterday. He did have a nice touchdown. Uh, Rakeem Jarrett. There's just really nobody out there that seems like they're going to command the kind of target share, get the kind of looks from Baker Mayfield that make me feel comfortable, I think, in essence. A lot of that work maybe shifts over to a guy like Cade Otten. I think we see Rashad White uh, maybe get some more touches. But ideally, after the bye, Mike Evans is healed up and healthy, and we don't have to think about this anymore. Uh, we may have to think about T. Higgins, though. We may have to think about the Bengals' offense in general, but that's something we'll get to a little bit later. T. Higgins suffered a fractured rib in Cincinnati's loss to the Tennessee Titans. He had to leave that ball game. Now, we've talked for a while that the Bengals probably have the deepest trio, the best trio of wide receivers, but do we dare pivot to Tyler Boyd if T. Higgins is out uh, for any extended period of time? I think Tyler Boyd is purely for deep leagues or if you're desperate at the wide receiver position. You, you could put in a waiver wire claim in on him, but I already have him as a sit for next week. I, I'm guessing that we're going to get a lot of questions about it, but Joe Burrow is not right. Like He is 100% not Joe Burrow right now. He is, was having trouble propping up T. Higgins and Jamar Chase now you're going to put the lesser, no, no offense to Tyler Boyd, he's a very good wide receiver. He's not T. Higgins, so it's already a downgrade there. And then the Cardinals, they get next week, like they've been stingy to slot receivers, which is where Tyler Boyd does the bulk of his work. So got seven targets yesterday, was able to turn it into less than seven fantasy points. I, uh, Again, just if you're in very desperate for a wide receiver or if you're in a deep league, something like that. Yeah, it's just it's rough having any Bengals on your roster. We'll talk about that, though, in just a little bit. Kenny Pickett left the game against the Houston Texans with a knee injury. Now, according to our own Ian Rappaport, Pickett is going to miss some time, but the injury is not believed to be season ending. So that's a sigh of relief for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But it does mean it's time for Mitch again. Mitch Trubisky back in our lives. Uh, it's been up and down with the pass catchers in Pittsburgh. Can we trust any of them if it is, which it looks like, going to be Mitch Trubisky for a while? To me, it's just George Pickens or bust, really. And I think Pickens is even just boom or bust right now. Like yesterday, Najee Harris was their leading receiver with one catch for 32 yards. Yeah. On the year, in their, Jalen Warren leads them in receptions. Like Pat Fryermuth, you could throw him back on the waiver wire. It has been such a disappointing season for him so far. But even Pickens yesterday, three catches, 25 yards. Like he'll have the big plays because he is capable of making those. But when he doesn't have those, the floor is very low. Deontay Johnson, where are you? We, we need you back as soon as possible. It is kind of the George Pickens show when it comes to pass catchers. But this is an offense that is going nowhere and going nowhere fast. And I don't know that Mitch Trubisky is going to suddenly be the answer to get things turned around. 
Not what we'd have thought. Uh, I know everybody was big on the Steelers after the preseason, but it has not worked out the same way in the regular season. Time now to reevaluate our priors. We're going to look back on some of the things we thought during the preseason and how they stack up to the things that are now reality four weeks into the regular season. So we each have three of them uh, for you. What's the first thing you're sort of reevaluating now? I think myself and I think us like as a football community kind of all forgot the genius that is Sean McVay when he <laughs> has a competent offensive line and a not injured quarterback and all of that right now on the season. Kyron Williams, RB three, Puka Nakua, wide receiver four, Tyler Higby, tight end nine. Like Matthew Stafford is playing good football. He hasn't been great for fantasy, but their weapons like it, it is so funneled and it's a three person attack right now. And then you got to add in Cooper Cup hopefully soon as well. Like I was high on Cooper Cup, but not so much the other Rams coming into the season. I definitely overlooked how great Sean McVay has been in the past for fantasy. I mean, let's just keep it a buck, right? Like I was drafting Puka Nakua as like the last pick in like deep leagues with a lot of sharps. It was just sort of a dart throw. Most people didn't know this dude's name until week <laughs> one of the season. And now he is carrying fantasy rosters. And a lot of it does have to do with, as you mentioned, a healthy offensive line and a healthy Matthew Stafford. Speaking of healthy, the Bengals really do need Joe Burrow to be healthy. And maybe I overestimated what Joe Burrow could do even on a bad calf. Or maybe uh, I didn't realize or we didn't realize how bad the calf injury is. But. It was on full display in that Monday night game against the Rams when Burrow just could not move around. He couldn't really step into throws. He was struggling to push the ball downfield. So far this season, the Bengals are dead last in offensive touchdowns. They have just three all year. They have two games where they have scored just a grand total of three points. Joe Burrow has just one game with more than 250 passing yards. He has one completion of more than 12 air yards down the field. He is struggling to push the ball down the field. And we talked about not really trusting Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins possibly being out. I mean, Jamar Chase looks frustrated saying, I'm always open. Uh, they just they cannot move the ball right now. And it is apparent that Joe Burrow needs to get healthy. But with the Bengals in the thick of a very competitive division, they don't have the luxury of time to sit and let him get healthy. You almost wonder if they'd be better not playing him right now. You would think so, right? But I do think, like, I, I think they played him against the Rams because they were 0-2. If they were 1-1, I think he probably sits that game against the Rams. They couldn't afford to go 0-3, so they had to put him out there, and they didn't have a choice. Let's keep the quarterback theme going, because there's a guy in Green Bay who's playing pretty well right now. Yeah, Jordan Love, one thing I definitely overlooked coming into the season was that Jordan Love could put up fantasy numbers. Like, I, I thought if he finished as a low-end QB2 and kept their top weapons afloat, we'd be saying this was a very successful season out of Jordan Love. Meanwhile, through the first month of the season, he is the QB4 <laughs> in fantasy right now. Has put up over 20 fantasy points the first three games, and then his one down game, I guess you could call it, he dropped almost 18 fantasy points. And after the first two weeks, I was like, oh, it's inflated by a high touchdown rate. He's not going to be able to keep this up. The passing touchdowns went away, but now he's running for them, and he's only just getting a healthy Christian Watson and Aaron Jones back. There will be some lows, because there always will be, but right now he's looking like a quarterback that you can trust. When I think of Jordan Love, I think of like an old Looney Tunes cartoon where it's like, you know, this, this gangster's getting beat up, and he ties somebody up, and somehow he still gets beat up, and he says, I don't know how you've done it, but I know you've done it. <laughs> That's Jordan Love. I'm like, I don't know how you're scoring all these fantasy points, but you're scoring all these fantasy points, and it's hard to, to kind of go away from that at this point. 
we're all about the quarterbacks, apparently, in this segment. Because I'm going to tell you the young quarterbacks, and specifically Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, and Sam Howell, they are here, and they are startable. I mean, Anthony Richardson has been amazing. Four rushing touchdowns in three games so far this season. He is getting it done on the ground the way we thought he could, but at the same time, starting to throw the ball effectively as well. He's got three passing touchdowns, just one interception. He looks like he knows what he's doing with the arm as well as with the legs. Then you got C.J. Stroud, who has six passing touchdowns, no interceptions, has thrown the ball 151 times, three straight games with two passing touchdowns for C.J. Stroud, and he's really elevated guys like Nico Collins and Tank Dell in the Houston Texans offense. And then Sam Howell sort of put him in that Jordan Love category with, I don't really know how you're getting it done, but you're getting it done. He's had 19 or more fantasy points in two of his last three games. Uh, yeah, he had the one dud game, the one awful game against the Buffalo Bills. I think he chalked that up to one a good defense facing a young quarterback who's still sort of figuring things out. But in the other three games, Sam Howell has acquitted himself well. And now it looks like he's getting uh, Jahan Dotson involved. They're spreading the football around. So Sam, Sam Howell, maybe he's not a QB1, but he's going to be a nice option for a lot of teams once we get to the bye weeks, which start in week five. Uh, he really is a guy that I think you can sort of lean on. All the young quarterbacks right now, and I guess you could even throw Jordan Love in that group. The young quarterbacks uh, have come to play in the early part of the season. All right, I guess we're getting out of, of the quarterback situation <laughs> here now. We're going to talk some running backs here. Uh, this one pains me to say because every year in fantasy drafts, you hear about like the RB dead zone where there is a drop off, usually somewhere like rounds three, four, five, something in the, depending on the year. And Miles Sanders was going in that range this year. And I had thought that Miles Sanders would see enough volume to kind of elevate himself out of that, be like a top 15 or so fantasy running back. Nope. He belonged in the RB dead zone. And despite the fact that right now he is the second most targets at the running back position, which is where I thought he was going to get a lot more volume than he did last year in Philly and would help elevate him. He is the RB 24 uh, right now in fantasy football. He's coming off of a very down game where we saw Chuba Hubbard get more involved. And yeah, you could say that that he's dealing with the groin issue. He has one game with more than 12 fantasy points this year, and it came because he scored a touchdown. You know what we call that? A dead zone running back. He 100% belonged in that range. Yeah, Miles Sanders uh, didn't get the love in Philadelphia, not really getting the love in Carolina since he has switched over there. Well, since we're talking running backs, Ramondre Stevenson wasn't a dead zone running back. Uh, but he feels sort of like one, at least through the first four weeks of the season. Maybe we overestimated what we were going to get out of Ramondre this year. He has seen his snap share. He has seen his target share. He's seen his route participation drop every single week. The gap between him and Ezekiel Elliott is closing every single week. And so far, Zeke has actually been the more efficient runner of the two, which Says a lot considering everybody thought that Zeke was washed and that was the reason he's no longer in Denver. Maybe he's not the guy he used to be, but it appears that New England is putting more and more faith in him. There were rumors that on Sunday he was going to get, quote, starter snaps. Now, the Patriots ended up getting boat raced and it sort of didn't matter in the end. But the point is, Ramondre Stevenson is not looking like the guy that you probably spent a third or fourth round pick on so far this season. And maybe it does turn around. But right now, it's getting harder to just blindly plug him into your lineup and wait for something to happen because he's just not giving you anything, especially the last two weeks. Seven fantasy points, six fantasy points. It has not been great for Ramondre. 
We're going to talk about some guys that it was great for, though, in week four. We'll take a break, come back, and talk some of our top performers. That's coming up next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's backyard barbecue season, so light up the charcoal or fire up the propane and throw some burgers on the grill. Some people like cheeseburgers, others like hamburgers, and people will argue about pickles until the cows come home. But there's one thing that needs no debate. Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. You add Hellman's and boom, next level burgers, it's that easy. And then there's the side that every backyard burger cries out for, potato salad. Do you want to know the best secret ingredient? You've probably already guessed it, Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. There are two kinds of potato salad, deliciously irresistible, rich and creamy potato salad and potato salad made without Hellman's. It's up to you what you want to serve. For great recipe ideas, visit Hellman's.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk some top performers for week four. Josh Allen had himself a day, 320 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, also ran for a score, 36 and a half points for him. Christian McCaffrey continues to do Christian McCaffrey things. Uh, Three rushing touchdowns, a receiving touchdown. 177 total yards, nearly 49 fantasy points there. A.J. Brown, another big week for him, 175 receiving yards, two scores, 38 and a half points. Cole Komet had a day. The Bears couldn't quite close it out, but Cole Komet, seven catches, 85 and two, 27.6 points. Jake Elliott, four field goals, two extra points. That was good for 16. And the Cowboys defense all over the Patriots, two sacks, two picks, a fumble recovery, two touchdowns. Gave up three points to New England. They scored 27 points right there. So those are the guys who were at the top of their respective positions. But there were some other guys who maybe didn't get to the top of the charts, but also had some big games. And this is just the part of the show where we again praise Puka Nakua. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, what else do we have to say? This, this kid is just going out there and, and balling out on a. He had one down game in four so far. But the reason I wanted to pick Puka Nakua for this segment is because Cooper Cup is working his way back. He's going to practice this week. And I already know we are going to have a bunch of people being like, can can I keep trusting Puka Nakua if Cooper Cup is back? Yes. He won't be <laughs> a top five fantasy wide receiver. That's going to be Cooper Cup. But Tyler Higby right now is a top 10 tight end. And Tutu Atwell is a top 20 fantasy wide receiver. There is enough volume to go around to sustain Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, so even once Cup returns, you are still riding out with Puka Nakua, even if he becomes more of a wide receiver two. If worst case scenario, maybe a wide receiver three, but he's fine. Let's keep it real, too. His down game was still five catches for 72 yards. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. 
That's still 12 <laughs> points. That's still a really good game. Uh, Mark Andrews. It had been a tough start to the season for anybody who drafted Mark Andrews, in part because Lamar Jackson had other places to go with the football. Zay Flowers is off to a great start in his rookie season. Uh, early on, I mean, he had Odell Beckham. He had Rashad Bateman. Nelson Aguilar was getting targets. So it wasn't just feed Mark Andrews like it had been the last few seasons. But in week four, the Ravens were down a little bit when it came to pass catchers. Odell's been out for a couple of weeks. Rashad Bateman was hurt. And so we saw Lamar start to lean on Mark Andrews the way he had previously. And you saw the 80 yards and two touchdowns against the Cleveland Browns. Now, I can't guarantee that it's going to be like this the rest of the season. These other guys are going to get healthy. There are going to be a lot of places for Lamar to go with the football. But for now, Mark Andrews came back in our lives and we can be excited. And again, he might not be elite the way he was, but we talk about it all the time because the tight end position is so shallow. It doesn't take much to be a tight end one. And Mark Andrews certainly uh, has the ability and the target share to do that. Josh Jacobs had maybe his best game of the season on Sunday against the Chargers. Yeah, 27.9 fantasy points. And what I love is right now he leads the running back position with 25 targets. So (laughs) even though he hasn't been uh, the most effective runner so far this year, his season high is 62 yards rushing in a game. He is getting it done as a receiver. He has over 50 receiving yards in two of his last three games, scored a touchdown in this one. And could have had a bigger game because the Raiders AOC stole a goal line carry that, if I'm remembering correctly, I think it came after Josh Jacobs was ruled in and then got ruled being short. Mm -hmm. So if they just give him that one, we're talking about him giving you almost 35 fantasy points. And and Monster Day, He's even with the slow start, he is a top 15 running back right now. And I feel very confident that better days are coming. And they start next week with a great matchup against the Packers. Yeah, I, it was funny watching that him getting the, you know, having the touchdown call back and then getting vultured by Aiden O'Connell. But I was also just noticing how much they were using him in the passing game. It was absolutely amazing to sort of watch that. His yards per route run, 2.1. Uh, Devontae Adams' yards per route run, 2.9. That tells you a wow. lot about how they're using Josh Jacobs right now. Derrick Henry was a guy that I was worried about heading into this week. Now, I wasn't benching Derrick Henry, but I was concerned. He hadn't run the ball effectively. The Titans offense wasn't doing much of anything. And the Bengals, while not world beaters on the ground, they do have a pretty decent run defense. But Derrick Henry reminded us who he is. 122 rushing yards, had a touchdown and threw a touchdown pass. By the way, Derrick Henry and Devin Singletary both threw touchdown passes. Shout out to the NFLPA for finding new ways to value running back salaries in the future. Uh, the It's going to be up and down because the Titans overall offensively are still a work in progress. But hopefully what we saw on Sunday is a way to get Derrick Henry kickstarted. We'll see what he can do this week coming up against the Indianapolis Colts. Kyron Williams had a nice day running against the Colts. So hopefully Derrick Henry can do a little bit of the same. On the other side, the guys who let us down, Raheem Mostert came crashing back to earth after a huge week three. Yeah, and, and I know people could say like, oh, it was his only first bad game of the season. But to me, the usage is what stands out. Like, yeah, he had a fumble, should have been two, but 41% of the snaps, whereas HN played t- 66%. Uh, seven carries to eight carries for HN, 14 routes to 26 for the rookie. They each had five targets, but HN turned his opportunities into 120 yards and two touchdowns. And Raheem Mostert was down to 45. So he already looks like he is now the secondary running back in this system moving forward. I still think he's in play as a flex 
or something like that. But if moving forward, Devon Achan is the running back to start for the Miami Dolphins, and Mostert is is the secondary there. Could be a, a solid flex guy or something like that. But I'm I'm down on him after this week. It's frustrating if you have Mostert to see him sort of get downgraded. But if it is sort of becoming Achan's backfield, at least we have some clarity. So I guess silver lining right there. Uh, hard to find a silver lining in what happened with Jordan Addison this week. Just one target. It was deemed uncatchable. It was, I guess, the upside. It was an end zone target. It was 20 yards down the field, but no real shot for him to catch it. It had been a good start to the season for Addison, and there are going to be better days coming. I mean, the Vikings are still going to have to throw the football a lot, so there's going to be opportunities there, but for him to go out, have a good start to the year, and then essentially be ignored in the passing game this week, very frustrating for a lot of fantasy managers. Those are the guys who disappointed us. That'll do it for this edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. Be sure to listen tomorrow for all our top waiver wire targets. Plus, we're hitting up the fan mailbag to answer all of your questions. Stay happy, safe, and healthy. Do good and live well. We'll talk to you again real soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And hmm. not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details.